0: Be silent. Ah.
1: The Exorcist, a film released on December 23rd, 1973, was a hugely influential horror movie and was deemed at the time to be the scariest movie ever made. However, you may be wondering why we're talking about it here, why you're listening to a bit from it. Well, that's because this film had a big impact on Mr. Lordy and most evidently on today's album. 2018's Sexorcism You're listening to season 3 of Monsters of Rock The Lordy Story, a true metal podcast production. I'm your host Matthew Kessie and this is episode 2, Sexorcism Following on from Monstereophonic, Sexorcism as an album evolves Lordi's music one step further. It's an album which refers strongly to Mr Lordi's horror influences, but also to the first released Lordi album, Get Heavy. Sexorcism offers a thematic approach to songs, all which are based explicitly around horror and sex. And in order for us to fully delve into this, we need to look at the title track and the Latin chanting at the beginning of it, along with the mid-album SCG track, the documented phenomena, all with Father Ruiz.
0: Me, Mr. Lordy and Tracy. We're trying to come up with ideas. And the first idea was to actually, in Latin, do the full uh, spoken speech um, that you would do for an exorcism, and do it straight down the way that it's actually said. Because if you listen to the beginning of sexorcism, you hear me in the background speaking "Dominus, ominous, blah blah blah, la 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 la," very low in the background. Nice. Um, okay. But at that time, we were also like, you know something? Let's have some fun with this. You know, so we started, like, you know, trying to figure out sayings. So we're Googling, like, you know, one of the things that I – I don't know if it – I think it got in there. It's was like, okay. I was like, I like, to, I like to tie my dick in a knot or a pretzel, some shit like that. I'm like, let's see if there <laughs> – let's see if there's a – um a Latin a Latin um Wait, uh, saying that saying for that, yeah. right. Or I like to finger paint with doo doo. You know, dumb shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like to stand in my I like to stand in my room naked. So we were seeing if there was anything in Latin. So, you know, I'm going stumbling dubbinu, and uh, it's basically me saying, Yeah, I like to finger paint with doo doo, yeah. you know, stuff like that. <laughs> That's the whole deal there.
1: Right, yeah. um,
0: and then with the uh, documented one, of course, that that we get into a little more uh, detail, and this is the character Father Ruiz. So, and then the cool thing about it is the date is actually um, you know Mr. Lordy's birthday, and it was me and Hella in the studio doing the voices. You'll hear the laugh; she starts to laugh, and then he transitions into into a male demonic laugh and that was me so we took both of our laughs made it into one and um a a lot of the um backwards messages same thing we're saying stupid shit like there's a a saying in Finnish: um spoonful of slippery which basically means you know like diarrhea some shit like that so i think she's saying that and then we just put it backwards and then i'm saying something like i wish kiss would play escape from the island live which is off off the um elder album which they never play yeah and escape from the island is an instrumental on there so another you know dumb thing that we said
1: while the thematic approach of this album is based around horror sex and gothic themes musically speaking Sexorcism is probably the most lordy sounding album there is Some of our long-time listeners might have heard the first ever interview I did as part of True Metal Podcast and that of course was with Mr. Lordy in 2018 as part of the Sexorcism press cycle Nervously as I'm sure most of you would be in that situation I asked him about the musical direction of this record Yeah cuz I was wondering cuz like even with uh, your tongue's got the cat and that that has mm-hmm. that sounds so much like uh get heavy, like it's got that yeah, yeah and we're because I remember listening to it and going, like well, this doesn't sound that much different, so why is it controversial
2: yeah but then 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 again i mean i mean of course the that particular song is is uh is the softest one on the album, yeah and and exactly. it's the mo- it is the it is the most um get heavyish or the or the, or the uh the most um, yeah it, it it is it is one of those songs on the album that sounds more like like it could be on the first three albums or something like that yeah. you know and that 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 was one of my goals when I was writing the stuff that i wanted to i wanted to somehow bring back the the balls yeah. <laughs> i mean I somehow bring back the the melodies and the and the harmonies from the first three or even four first albums kinda of. i mean i i mean to me as a writer of most of the stuff as you know, I mean it's it is it is always the same. I don't I don't hear the difference that much while you're writing a new album, writing new material. You don't right. really you don't really hear that, that this is somehow different. But then then this time I actually really put my mind to it and said like, okay, what I, I didn't actually I did not listen to Get Heavy or Monster and Grim or the Apocalypse. Before I started writing, I did not. But I just like was thinking about it. What, what kind of stuff did I do then? And surprisingly, it is the same chords. It's the same, same, same scales.
0: <laughs> you know. Yeah.
2: But but still, I mean, I mean, I, I think it, I actually I think it has more to do with the production and the, and that when you're writing, you already know that okay, this needs to have this much backing vocals. This has to have this kind of kind of uh, keyboard chords on that particular uh, uh, octave and so on and so on. So it's more like kind of like arrangement and production choices that, that, that they are.
1: Now, that's all you'll hear from the first interview that I did with Mr. Lordy. And we'll switch back to more recent interviews now. The funny thing about that interview, actually, before I do move on, was that it was done over the phone in my car, on my way home from work I pulled in and as I pulled in I parked it up and then as it, as you can hear I did the interview and then literally the minute I got off the phone and I mean literally the minute I got off the phone I hung up started my car ready to drive home and then the car just broke down lights on the dashboard I started shuddering and everything so you can imagine my frustration after having done the interview and then realizing oh wait I have no way to get home so funny fun times I'm sure you'll agree anyway switching back to Sexorcism and your tongue's got the cat the first single of the Sexorcism era which was released on the 13th of April 2018 was a track which was influenced strongly by a saddening event in Mister Lordy's life.
3: Uh, your tongue's got the cat. Yes. Which is which is actually about. Uh, it, well, it, it it is a metaphor because right now, of course, it has a horror story of this this guy looking at at the girl who's you know possessed and whatever you know. Yeah. But actually, it is about me. Uh, uh, seeing my dad you know falling into dementia you know for yeah. years and years and years so actually it's a dementia song yeah. you know so so all those feelings that are in the lyrics there are actually real they are you know from my real life okay. but depending on the song that because you you i am um, with tracy we always i always tell him and he already i, I don't have to tell him anymore <laughs> but i mean I used to tell him, and sometimes I always remind him when we when we sit together and start writing the lyrics, we, that that we have to try to find the the two levels of things. We can say something that 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 I want to say, like like that matters to me, that I want to get this out of my system, I want to say this out loud. But then there has to be another level, which is the horror level, or it could be a sex level, or it could be just raise your fist and let's 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 rock you know yeah. level yeah. They're, 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 it has to work on on, on 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 at least two of these levels most of the time it only works on one level if it's a horror song it's a horror song that's it, it it's a horror story that you know nothing more but but there are songs that actually have these uh these two two sides of the coin yeah. on a lyric okay. I, and, and and most uh um, most of the time, those are actually those all these sexual sexual things, like well, uh, rock the hell out of you, I mean, you change two fucking letters from that what it is about. it's not a horror song, it's not a rock song, yeah, rock the hell out of you doesn't it's not about rocking the hell out of you, <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, and 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 so on and so on. And. Bringing back the balls to rock is a song that is that is that is definitely about that. It's about me wanting to bring the balls back to rock. That is exactly what it is, you know. Yeah. So it's just like 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 come on, let's 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 quit. Let, let's drop this technical virtuoso bullshit and all this fucking thing. Let's just fucking rock, you know. Yeah.
1: So. Yeah. Your tongue's Got the Cats isn't the only song on this record which is influenced by this particular moment in Mr Lordy's life as the track Haunting Season also features church bells which are actual recordings from his own father's funeral. That particular song contains a strong soundscape as well to introduce it along with the track Hell Has Room. Creating soundscapes of this ilk is something Mr. Doherty loves to do. I love
3: doing that. Whenever you hear those little intros of the songs, so or you hear those like you know things happening during the song, these soundscapes and shit. Yeah. Um, that's just me. I, I want to think about it. It's, it. You're watching a movie, but you just closed your eyes, or there was something wrong with the projector, you know, and you don't see it, you know. So, yeah. so that's what I. That's what I. Um, and that's why there are the seats. SCGs too, because I love those little sound bites and these little soundscapes and these little stories that have nothing to do with the music per se. Um, yeah, it's it's a lot of work, but I love it. I, I and uh, I've noticed that that most of the times the engineers and or the producers they are like, oh, really? We're going to do this something like that, but in the end, they find it refreshing to do too. They're like, oh, this was nice, this is awesome. And they get into that too. Like, hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's do this, let's do that. You know, because it's like, it's something that, I mean, let's face it, not that many bands do that. No. We do.
1: Yeah, exactly.
3: Uh, and not that many bands do that, and we love love doing that, and I especially love, that, love, love doing those. And uh, yeah, it, it is a bit more work, but, but what the hell? Why not? I mean, like, like if you mentioned the haunting season, there in the end, I think we have the church bells. Yeah, yeah, and which is actually and, and it's a personal thing for me. I mean, because it's it is something that I re- recorded uh, at the Rovanem churchyard uh, in my car, sitting with my mom, and those were those were um, my father's funeral bells. You know, okay. and I recorded, and then I decided to use them on on, on on the album because it's pretty cool, you know, how and, and for me, it's a personal little funny thing that it's actually my father's funeral bells ringing there. Yes. So, so, and then some people say, "Oh, that is grotesque," you know, to have your father's, you know, bells. No, it's not. he would just. My father would say, Puh. he would say that. <laughs> that would be his comment, like, and shaking his head, like. Hur. Whatever. you know because but for me it is cool that that he, my father's you know uh, <laughs> funeral bells are now part of musical history they are yeah. documented and they are they're there yeah. and and it will never go away and it will be heard by you know thousands of people so so for for me it has a bigger meaning to have those there and i don't find it grotesque i don't you know it's just you know it's just cool for me you know and my mom was like yay that's so nice that's so cool that's your yay
1: you
3: know so so
1: um it's an like an an homage or Yeah. yeah exactly yeah yeah
3: and, and 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 of course, I mean, a church bell is a church bell is a church bell in in the end. So it sounds, yeah. you know, ominous in a way, and it's something final, and it, it gives you the the idea of uh, someone died or something. You know, it, 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 you know, church bells they have a certain ring to them.
1: Of course, yeah.
3: pun intended. Yeah. You know, so so they so they the chime have a little, you know. There's a horrific. There's a horror. Thing already attached to us, you know. Yes. So, yeah, and I mean, I mean, let's remember the 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 first album, the first song. I mean, get heavy. I, I mean, even before get heavy, there's the Skog, the first Arctic Circle gathering. I think that that starts with Church bells too. Yes, so... I mean, yeah, yeah, and you know, so well. Now we're talking about Church Bells that had actually nothing to do with your question, but
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, but do. anyway, but but, but, but
3: but those little sound things, yeah, I um. Uh, mm, what was that? what? What did Hell has room? Have? Oh yeah, yeah, it had those dying yeah, fucking people, people there in Hell. All
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah, And I I remember that these these were re- if I if I remember correctly that is, Hella, myself, maybe Dylan, Broda, maybe Ralph anybody anybody can check if you have the physical copy of it you can check it from the booklet it, it's all listed who's shouting there and who's dying there and yeah. screaming in agony but yeah these are these are fun things to do and i like like on sexism there's like, like a lot of hella you know doing all these weird you know voice things demonic voices yeah. and there's all these moans and, uh, uh, uh. Yeah. no that's that's all hella i mean she's She's so fucking good at those fucking voice, you know, uh, plays and theater thing. Yeah. She's fucking awesome in that. You know, yeah. she's t- doing all this, you know, whenever we need a female voice, I mean, we know that, okay, Hella can do at least like five or six different female voices. So, yeah she's our choice and, and she can do very good like demon whish, whispers and all that shit and of course we tweak them a little bit at the, at the you know mixing table with the effects and all that shit but, but basically it's all, all her you know and i me personally i haven't been um i i actually have to think that am i am i actually audible in any of those SCGs? oh yeah that that is actually not an SCG. but remember the song called 13 on get heavy yeah uh when there's this crematory thing when they when somebody's burned alive mm. you know so you hear the, you hear this somebody you know banging on the on the on the yeah, coffin yeah. inside the coffin that's me you
0: oh, know okay. right. yeah
3: but i think like after that i don't think i've been on any of those i've been just like on the other side of the other, other side of the microphone just like you know you know conducting the thing you
1: know yeah. pretty much The other heavily soundscaped track, Hell Has Room, was musically created by Eamon and Mr Lordy. Eamon discusses here how the track intro was changed and developed initially. How did you come up with the riff for that track? Was it something that you had for a long time? Oh, it was just for this album. Right, okay. And uh, the
4: beginning, Mr Lordy uh i think the first version of it was like a really short one that there wasn't this it wasn't that long time yeah and mr lori just extended that and i was thinking that maybe it's good for like this and i'm like, yeah yeah, yeah cool i i don't know who well mr Laurie wrote the songs but the band was heavily involved in every song and wouldn't
1: be like that if uh, we were silent guys, you know? Yeah. So, Sexorcism was produced at Finbox Studios by Miko Carmela who previously produced Scareforce 1. The album was then released on the 25th of May 2018 and publicised and advertised by AFM Records as Lordy's most controversial album yet. And every song was marked as E! For explicit, which in the grand scheme of things made little sense, as the album's content and lyrics is not too dissimilar to their previous outings. This is something that Mr. Lordy didn't get either.
3: Whatever the labels do, mm, they have to follow their own restrictions and rules and their labels, I mean, their, their uh, categories and stuff, so they have, they have to do what they have to do, you know? Yeah. So, I was surprised that this was all of a sudden very, you know, considered to be very explicit from their side maybe it was a marketing tactic from their side and I don't even remember anymore that what was the whole, but I remember that there was this hula about it and I I didn't like the press release of the album because it's it, it, it was like come on but I, I remember that there was something that I didn't
1: like there but I I... Well, I think most of it was just every song say for if you look it up on any of the platforming, I guess like Spotify or stuff like that. Every song yeah. is those those e. those things that I'm not
3: on and yeah. I never <laughs> checked those so, so I, w- I will not and I, I, I yeah but anyway,
1: okay. Yeah so they all have the little E beside it saying explicit. Um, even though okay. a lot of them don't really have swear words or curse words or anything like yeah. that in it. Um and then when the I remember when I got my copy of the album On the front of it On the little sticker thing It said 18s I've never got an album That was 18s marked before Because I think Like most people Like well, There's no ratings on Music or anything like that But I remember Getting a little eighteen sticker on that And then also With the whole Press release thingy That was all saying It's extreme It's explicit It's the most unfiltered Or untamed Lordy has been um, Ever that's how it was marketed as Uh, and so well that is yet to be
3: done I mean oh I can (laughs) I can tell you that 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 if I would be completely unfiltered and especially especially if I would unleash the Mr. Dirty Pen Tracy Lip I mean oh yeah that would be unfiltered that would be like really like like that would be explicit, yeah. but I, in my in my world, sexism is is not. It's yeah. not, it's just a good old, real. It's a bit of a romance here and there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know,
3: it's not it's not explicit in my book at yeah. all. But the, but the, the, there it is. I mean I mean because sometimes I mean I mean you just do what you do, and mm-hmm. you do what you what makes you smile and what makes you your head nod and your you know tap, feet tap. You do like that and if you, whatever comes out naturally you know
1: yeah.
3: and and then when you when you hand out the package here's what we did you know to go and sell it so then it's up to those people then what, what they want to do it and how they how they see it's the best way how they see fit you know yeah. that's basically how it is of, of course it's not that black and white because they will ask and and I will comment and you know, like that, but but um, there are these certain uh, territories that I have no say over because it's a it's a label, it's a record business,
1: you know thing. The controversy, I guess, didn't really stop there though with exorcism, as the sexualized tone of the album split the fans in half in terms of their reaction. Given that the sexual lyrics and innuendos were more upfront. That might have been the cause for that split in opinion, but still, to this day, it is something which Mr. Lordy still boggles his mind about.
3: I was surprised and I was shocked. I was like, "Really?" And now I'm talk- only talking about the about, about the lyrics. Yeah. Okay. So, so for me, it was a huge fucking shock to hear that we have uh, to realize that we have so many closed-minded. people. You know, people sexually within the Lory fandom, and I, I, I was like, what? So have you been digging the same band at all? I mean, I, do you, do you not understand that many of the songs on the previous albums are nothing different from this, lyrical, wise, you know, lyric wise. It's just yeah, sure. I mean, okay, sexism is a little bit, and uh, lyrical wise, it is a little bit more Gene Simmons kind of thing. That is, so the things are set. Bluntly, and just like, yeah, it's just there. There's no figure of speech, it is what it is, you know. And, uh, and, and, and I I, I, I was because I mean, it's not really that hard, it's not that really, it's really not that much, you know. It's, it's come on, it's kind of lame still, really, in my book. But then again, I mean, what am I to say? I mean, yeah, it's just like for me, sexism is another lorry album, with just a little bit, just a tiny bit. Uh, uh, the, uh, we turned the knob on the on the sex thingy to the right, just a little bit more volume to that on the lyric lyrical side, just a little bit, not that much. But but the reaction was I didn't see that coming. I was like, what the fuck? So I mean, come the fuck on I, I I actually got a little bit angry about the reaction
1: nice. but, yeah.
3: but why why did you why did you do that why why all of a sudden you're trying to be why are you adding all this section these pawn things they're like what, what do you mean all of a sudden we're adding this this it has always been part of this fucking band what the fuck you know
1: yeah.
3: and and I know I said to you this already but I have to repeat myself again which I do a lot, I know, <laughs> but it was like, would you love a Monster Man, the first fucking single of this band, when there's the line, I would do it all for you, would you do it all for me? It, it's not a romantic line, it means that can I fuck you in all of your holes, that's what it is, Yeah. and would you take a dildo and shove it up my ass, or whatever, <laughs> that's the thing, that's what I'm talking about, I hate to break this to you, but that's what it is about. That's what "Would You Love a Monster Man" is. Yeah. It's not a romantic "Beauty and the Beast" song. No, it's about fucking. <laughs> there you go. Fire at will. Yeah, I would. Ki- it's it's all about fucking, but you just have to understand the context of it. I mean, it's mm. it's, it's 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 a it's a sexual song. It's it's not a "Beauty and the Beast" romantic fucking. Ah, it's not like well, for me, porn is ah, but. <laughs> you know so coming back to sexism you know all these all these little things i mean they for me they're natural and they're fun they're funny and i thought i really i really thought that most of the lori fans would would appreciate it and would understand it and would have fun with it and i think a lot of lori fans did and they did understand the context and keep Kept things in perspective, but I was I was like I said I was shocked to realize that how many people have very closed minds, closed yeah. minds in 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 the fandom that they they would not accept this from 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 us. And I was like, what is there not to accept? I mean, it it is your own fault if you didn't understand what we were about. I mean, this is your fault, not us. Yeah. you know, it's like, uh, come on. And if the album is called Sexism, and I and I had the concept and I had the idea already. Before I started writing the songs, so I already knew what kind of an album it's going to be like, you know. Yeah. So, oh, and I have to say that we did leave out the the the, 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 the most gre- greasiest and, and dirtiest lines. We didn't put it put there, even though <laughs> Tracy wanted us to put a lot of dirtier and greasier lines there, but we didn't, you know. Yeah. So, okay, you know there we, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I don't think that many people were shocked with uh, with, with, with uh, uh, "Hug You Hardcore" on the on the previous one, which is about and once again it's about anal feasting. Mm-hmm. The song is about ass feasting, <laughs> you know. So yeah. so after that, there's nothing. As hardcore on sexism, there's nothing like so. That's why also it was like because it seemed to, or maybe the the reaction of of of, of hug you hardcore, uh, I, I just didn't. I, it just like went by me that I didn't see it or I didn't. It didn't catch me, you know. Somehow, but I, I you know, I, I thought that okay, so you were okay with hugging you hardcore, but now sexism with with I put my fingers inside you. You know, lure the beast and make make her come or whatever. Yeah. You know, that was too much. What the fuck? <laughs> you know, reamskin, assassin, and 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 a animal. I mean, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of anal sex there, I know. But it's like, come on, it's 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 nothing new in the lorry world. When a guy looking like this tells you that you want to get naked, the right correct answer is no, sir, no. Thank you, thank you, no. Anywho. You fucking pervert! You wanna get naked? Vas? Ya? Ya? Fuck ya! Yeah. Yeah. So let's get naked in my cellar. Hell, I get naked.
2: <laughs> Man, I get naked.
1: Following the release of Sexorcism, Nordi of course went on their tour cycle across Europe and also performing at summer festivals. However, their stage show this time included one of their most elaborate set pieces to date the possession and levitation of Jess Psycho, Lordy's co-prop designer, as the possessed woman. That last tour on the sexorcism tour, um, you obviously, you played the... Woman at the start being set, being sized and... Uh, sexer chick. <laughs> yeah, sexer chick. And then you also play, like, the priest character, nun character and yeah. that sort of thing. Now, obviously, when you're going in between and getting changed and, say, obviously you have the sexer chick at the start and <laughs> then after that, I think it was the priest or something that came after that. Do you, yeah. I'm guessing that's a bit of a fucking rush, trying to go back and get changed and get everything ready for the next part. Yeah, the... Well,
4: I think the most hassle was uh, with the sex or chick. Like okay. it was in a, it was on an intro. The sexual chick was on yeah. an intro. It was okay because I had to cover up my chest tattoo.
1: <sighs> oh right, okay.
4: Yeah, so I painted. Like it took like like half an hour to forty-five minutes to me to do the whole makeup for sex or chick. Right. Okay, then we have the different characters on there. there is probably the priest first then there is uh, underneath the priest costume I would just rip it off. I had a nun costume okay so I, so I could be really fast ready for the
1: bass solo
4: because the ox was killing the nun yeah after the nun it's straight away the, the next song where is the sex or chick which had the levitation thing yeah. My friend was, the,
1: my prop assistant
4: was like fixing the, the levitation thing for ready for the, for the song. And then after I came from the stage after Ox has killed me, I, I take the non costume off, put the, I have the six or six custom underneath it. And then I start paint, repainting my chest and neck. In, and we have one song in the time to do it. Yeah and then I go sit, and, uh, sit on a uh, chair and then we push me there and we do the sexual chick thingy and I levitate
0: there and stuff and after that it gets, it gets easier. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that, that sounds incredibly hectic and uh, with the levitation type when the levitation part of that particular song how does that work?
4: Well, it was pretty fun to do because I was like, I don't know, I, w- I weighed like 90
1: kilos then. Right.
4: And I was literally, I was literally lift with a chair, like almost in two meters. So we had like three meters, like steel bar with uh, strengthening things and self-made heavy-duty metal tripod. Right and there was props uh, assistant he was like drawing weights to another end of the pole uh, with the ladders and he was lifting me up with this huge pole <laughs> <laughs> uh, like <laughs> so yeah
1: right oh my god In the sexorcism and monstereophonic eras, we can truly see Lordy's music evolve further than ever before, while also still maintaining all the identity and character of the band. But the next album will see Lordy's style and evolution take a giant leap into a new realm. Join me next time as we discuss Collection, the departure of Ox from the band, bringing about the end of Lordy's longest lasting lineup and also the introduction of the Reptroll heesy monsters of rock the lordy story is a true metal podcast production the show is presented produced and written by matthew kessy head to true metal pod's social channels to keep up to date with the production